Hello there, you Windy Millers. It's Chappie, your British butler. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese, episode 165. Yes, Windy Millers. Takes you back, doesn't it? To all you Gen Xers out there, everybody's concentrating on Gen Zs and Millennials, but how about a few Gen Xers from Trumpton? Yes, and we're talking early Gen Xers as well, not just the late Gen Xers such as myself. So Trumpton was a stop motion, I think it should have been called a slow motion children's television series. Producers of Camberwick Green, first shown in 1967 March and comprised of Camberwick Green, Trumpton and Chigley. Yes, one of the characters was Windy Miller. It's narrated by Brian Kant. The action takes place in the fictional town of Trumpton, a short distance from the equally fictional village of Camberwick Green. The focus of the first series is Trumptonshire Trilogy. Yes, they had trilogies before even Star Wars and Superman and Batman and Spider-Man. And this is how it sort of started here. Here is the clock, the Trumpton clock, telling the time steadily, sensibly, never too quickly, never too slowly, telling the time for Trumpton. And this is the essence of this podcast. We like to take our time. Sometime over the weekend, we're going to be talking about how Gen Zs are in a rush. Their life is on 1.5 times the speed of the boomers and the Gen Xers. But we like to take our time, take a deep breath. On this windy day, why not stay inside and play some board games? Storm Eunice is battering the UK at the moment. Everybody stay safe. Pour yourself a nice cup of tea or a nice hot chocolate and settle into the podcast. And we're going to start the podcast today with, you know, a little bit of Windy Miller. I think I'm going to sing along to Windy Miller here. So let's hear a little bit of Windy Miller. It's here. Windy Miller. Yes, Windy Hello, Miller. Windy. Hello, Windy. Are Hello. You busy? Yeah, I'm busy. Plenty of corn to grind. Oh, Brian Kant. Yes, corn to grind. That's something else. Try grinding some corn while stuck inside. Ah, yes, Get the pestle and mortar. Okay, let's sing along to Windy Miller. Windy Miller, Windy Miller form. Like a mouse, he's bay and nimble when he grinds the corn. Like a bird, he'll watch the wind and listen for the sound. Which says he has the wind he needs to make the sails go round. Yes, so there we go. You've got a little bit of Windy Miller to kick off the show and uh, batten down the hatches and, uh, as I said, keep warm. Perfect night for like a stew. Some homemade bread dipped into the stew, mopping up the gravy. That sounds absolutely wondrous, doesn't it? But anyway, we're going to try something else on the podcast today, uh, something a little bit different. And I thought I would try to prove to you today uh, through through the smite of a, a couple of articles, uh, that chocolate is indeed good for you. Now, I got a whole treasure trove of chocolate uh, from my beloved. I mean, it has everything. Lint balls, Dove, which is like Galaxy in the UK, little wrapped up like bows there. Ferrero Rocher. Oh, ambassador, you have been spoiling us. Oh, Chappie will spoil you today, people, with how chocolate can be good for you. So, you know, I'm, I'm eating a little bit more chocolate, but I've walked three miles before 7.30 this morning. How's about that then? Yes, three miles 
before 7.30, fueled on Ferrero Rocher. Hello there, yes, keep calm and cauliflower cheese, yeah we're talking chocolate today, chocolate is good for you, we're going to title the episode that chocolate can make you slim, why not? There's so much misinformation out there, well, what, yeah, okay, you have two limp balls and you walk 15,000 steps a day, yes, chocolate and the motivation of the treat can keep you slim. There's many, so many gurus out here talking about exercise. Yes, exercise and triathlons and marathons and everything else. All of it, very good for you. But a nice brisk walk, you know, up to about 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 steps a day does you wonders. And you know what? A little bit of treat, a little bit of a, a nibble of the chocolate. Oh, I know the people, I said this before, who lick the chocolate and put it back in the fridge. Yes, there's people out there who have the discipline just to lick the chocolate, just to taste, get the end of the chocolate taste on their little tentacles on the tip of their tongue. Yes, and it gives them the boost they need to keep going through the day. So try try licking chocolate or just a couple of, couple of little bites of chocolate and then you're on your walk. But yes, we're going to title that. I mean, this could be the viral sensation. <laughs> I'm not going to say chappy's a viral sensation. That could point everybody in the wrong way no don't you can't say no yes no yeah but if i if i go out and say here i have the ingredients i have the i have the alchemy behind why chocolate is in fact good for you and will help you lose weight and there is some scientific studies that say that chocolate can help you lose weight well if you eat the chocolate beans yeah take a bite of that well, yes, you are going to lose weight because you're probably going to never eat chocolate again. Is it cacao or caca? That's what it tastes like. It's not, not the greatest taste in terms of uh, taste sensations out there. But we'll be delving into that today. So we have two podcasts. I woke up this morning with uh, my mantra, my motivation for the day was a picture of Austin Powers in his Union Jack underwear. It's the red ones with the embossed Union Jack across the crotch. Yep, he's very hairy and it says, let's let's get sexy. So everybody, let's get sexy today. You don't have to be in your Union Jack underwear. If you want to do that, I mean, I am. I've got everything like hanging out today and uh, bells on the nipples, bells on the toes. <laughs> I mean, if I was in the UK and Storm Eunice, it would be like a, a, a mass bell ringing competition. That's... That's how I like to. Uh, that's how I like to present the podcast. You know, I want to be free. I want to be easy. I want to do what I want to do, and that is the theme. That is the drum roll. It is rumbling through the podcast today. But also, this weekend, not necessarily just today. Endless amounts of packing tape. Yes, we'll be talking about endless amounts of uh, packing tape. How I explained cricket. To my girlfriend yes i have explained cricket to a japanese fellow before and now he's mad on cricket loves cricket and also i'm uh, going out of my way to find the perfect poo bag uh netflix is now sex flicks uh also i was watching a little bit of the super bowl give my impressions of that veggie tales and uh, english posh asparagus cartoon characters 
soft boiled hate egg hating ghosts uh, also it's never a good idea to slip on the ice and um, then have some sort of bodily function going on we'll be talking about that yes high bar in the podcast today across the weekend here and also how I like to get pepper my step in the morning yes I have the vim and vigor going on and I'll be explaining to you how I get the double v's first thing in the morning to really rock my day so they say proof of the pudding is in the eating well not not literally eating a sticky toffee pudding that'd be incredibly bad for you especially if you eat the whole thing so our devices as i've said before the ails are listening to us all the time on our devices and proof of the pudding is this so i talk about chocolate chocolate helping you lose weight chocolate motivating you as a little treat not eating excessive chocolate but then i get an ad saying coffee is good for you but if you put cream and gunk and oat milk and coconut milk although coconut milk's apparently better for you as a fat although i've read that it's incredibly bad for you as a fat as well so this doctor is introducing his uh healthiest fat powder that you put into your coffee to basically make coffee a super fat burning machine and it's this powder apparently helps activate caloric bypass the natural weight loss system within your cells so what's the point of eating if you've got a calorific a caloric bypass none of the nutrients are reaching you what's actually reaching here it apparently supports smooth worry-free digestion well try turmeric and apple cider vinegar and also reduces gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. Yes, that's always good on a first date, isn't it? And then, of course, mental sharpness improves that. And it gives you that efficient uh, metabolism. Okay. Inside this, interestingly, red currant and black currant extract. Well, I have the jam every day. Red grape extract fruit juice is in this. And a probiotic blend of oil powder triglycerides from coconut uh, and also also a cassai gum as well whatever that means uh, also other ingredients there malic acid enzymatically modified stevia citric acid and rep m from fermented sugarcane also tree nuts well uh, i eat coconuts as well so this proves to you, my people, my listenership here, that <laughs> if you put something out there on your podcast, media platforms, whatever it is, about a certain, this must be, and this is why today we need to title the show Chocolate Helps You Lose Weight. And we'll see, we'll see what sort of hits we get here. We'll see if the... Almighty listenership of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese will continue to enjoy the nanosecond of nutritional nonsense that I spout on every podcast. I remember I went to have an um, exam once from a doctor. It was um, basically before you can uh, join the uh, salute to the president, the United States of America, you have to go and take a medical test from a doctor. Yes. Now, this doctor... 
I saw outside before I went in, he was like probably 400 pounds and he was smoking. And I was thinking, I just hope that's not going to, I bet that's going to be the doctor. So I went in and yes, this behemoth of a medical expert, supposedly, gave me an all clear on my medical. Basically stinking of maybe 40 or 50 Marlboros and the red Marlboros that he smokes every day. So it's all incredibly confusing. Are eggs bad for you? Are egg whites good for you? Are egg yolks, do egg yolks give you high cholesterol? Uh, does uh, dairy basically make you lose 10 years of your life? Does coffee help aid cardiovascular? Does tea help your memory? There's so, many, there's so much information out there and it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult to digest. But here's what I say to you. <clears throat> if you want to digest, have a nibble of chocolate and try to get 12 to 15,000 steps a day. Nothing better when you're doing those thousands and thousands of steps to listen to a very well-prepared and beautifully ordained podcast. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. Chocolate and cauliflower cheese, are there anything better? So when you go on Amazon or any other site when you're ordering a bunch of stuff, you have the choice to buy now uh, save in the cart until later and it gives you the option also to buy the same item probably every three months or something so when I lived in old Chappie Towers and I was about to leave I had a lot of packing to do and I needed some packing tape and I must have bought this packing tape under the proviso that I would get probably 20 reels of packing tape every three months for the rest of my life I cannot find the button to cancel the packing tape and I'm getting packing tape sent to me not only to my new address but I'm also getting packing tape apparently sent to my old address so old chappy towers the new residence the new lord and lady of the manor whoever's living there is getting my packing tape and for all the good I'm doing well good I'm not doing because I can't recycle in the new chappy towers isn't that terrible that you cannot recycle in a place there's no recycling bins i mean i'm sure there's people listening to the podcast now who are probably going to say chappy who are these fiends that are not allowing you to recycle in 2022 you cannot recycle at new chappy towers isn't that awful but what are we going to do with i've got a whole k2 i've got an everest of packing tape now now, many of you probably remember back in the day when, I don't know, about a year ago, around Christmas time, I didn't have any, I couldn't find any wrapping paper. So I used glue to tape up my Christmas presents. Yes, people got, I was like, wow, this is rather smartly put together. There's no sign of tape anywhere, but it's secured together. And then they saw massive globules of glue <laughs> when they opened up the presents. So I've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. Now I have probably 20 years worth of packing tape and the new residents of Old Chappie Towers have probably 40 reels of packing tape. <sighs> what am I going to do? Can somebody at least tell me where the button is to cancel the packing tape? Because I feel I'm going to get to the point one day I'm going to be so bored I'm going to basically sit on my chair and just keep winding tape 
round and round and round and round. And it's going to take probably five or six very strong firemen with six packs probably to remove me from it. Yes, I know, ladies and gents, they're going to say, Chappie, do this and let me know when the firemen will be arriving. I'm basically turning into Victor Meldrew as well. Don't know if you Brits out there, Kane, it's probably more for the boomers than the Gen Xers here. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He was like uh, probably an early British form of Larry David. That was Victor Meldrew. But I think I'm turning into Victor Meldrew, Larry David, as I get significantly older. So I'm now very annoyed. So we had another huge snowstorm here. Yak tracks are on, although they're sort of beginning to sort of disintegrate and there's a piece of uh, wire coil sticking out the end of my foot now. Well, which is fine, but I don't want, you know, my dogs or any dog's excrement to be impaled on the end of this uh, coiled spike. So I'm going to have to do something about that. But also they've moved one of the uh, poop stations, the dog poop stations here at New Chappie Towers. It was a perfect place before where the dogs like to basically do their zen-like duties in the morning. But now they've moved it, so the dogs basically go and do their zen-like duties in the morning. And then I have to walk back 50 yards to put the excrement into the rubbish bin. I mean, okay, well, you, you said trap at the top of the show that you're trying to do 50,000 steps a day. Well, that's giving you another 1,500 steps. Well, maybe that's true. But it's highly annoying, especially during the slip sliding session of a winter in Denver. And nobody can tell me that the climate change is not happening. Oh, there we go. There's Austin Powers. Let's get sexy. So let's get sexy today, people. That is what we are looking at as our mantra for the day. Basically, to uh, let's, oh, also, yes, the snow moon. How to use advantage of the snow moon. Some say the lunar phases run parallel to our motions. When the moon shines bright as it brings out our deepest feelings in you, and you can also use tonight's snow moon as your sexual ally to amplify your passion, confidence, and creativity. Well, the snow moon's gone now. What happens if it's a crescent? If you get, if, it, if you get a full bright snow moon, icy white snow moon, and then all of a sudden you, you go to the situation where you just have a crescent moon, you're getting all the sex you've ever wanted under the snow moon. And then you don't realize it's a snow moon and you go to bed early and the next day it's a crescent moon. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you've missed the feast, but then you have the famine. And how dare you advertise me lamps for the top of the head. I mean, first of all, a rubber strap on my head with a big old lamp dong on the front of it. I mean, it's like the worst fashion faux pas you had. And all that rubber on my head is going to bring me out in a terrible rash. So, yes, another advert trying to sell me a uh, basically a, a lamp that goes is attached to the top of my head on a piece of rubber. So when I'm out, I'd be basically hands-free with a big old lamp dong on the front of my head. What are they trying to do? Anyway, here, for people looking for a new job, you can now get paid $1,000 to be an official taste tester and eat potatoes. 
Calling all carp lovers, the ultimate gig for the foodies has just opened up as one lucky person will get paid to eat potatoes. Boiled, fried, baked, sautéed, mashed, scalloped, cubed, crisped, roasted, there are countless ways to eat this versatile vegetable. Normally hungry customers shell out for their favorite dishes, but finance buzzers looking to recruit and pay for an official taste tester. The successful candidate will munch their way through 20 international recipes featuring potatoes as a star ingredient in a bid to celebrate the National Potato Lover of the Month, which falls on each each day in February. Isn't it crazy that you are basically cooking, sauteing, frying some potatoes and you walk away for a second, oh, I better answer this email. And they're beautifully turning beautifully crispy, but not quite crispy enough. And then you go back and then they're burnt. That happened to me this morning. Um, But Finance Buzz is launching a potato company explained looking for America's biggest potato lover to taste up some spectacular recipes uh, together on a bucket list of countries loving potatoes and travelers should visit to enjoy their favorite potato among the dishes and countries on the map are Italian gnocchi Japanese potato salad Canada's infamous uh, putain and Poland's uh, potato pierogies. Yes, I love a potato pierogi. The, the tater tester's notes will help us to create the ultimate travel itinerary for the spud lovers. I think I'd now find my perfect job. But with a potato, you won't just eat the meal. They'll cook it themselves too. With the $1,000, they'll receive a 500 gift card to spend on grocery to source all the ingredients. The team explained, as our personal tater tester will tell us, what you liked or disliked about each recipe from the uh, kitchen prep and cooking time to the ingredients used. You have to be over 18 to apply. Why do you have to be over 18 to apply? It's not like you're going to be sitting on the potato or something or sticking it up your nose. Um, but anyway, the overwhelming majority of vegetables produced in the United States originate from California, potatoes being the most popular. And it wasn't, but apparently it wasn't among Americans' favorite vegetables in 2020. In third place was leaf or romaine lettuce. Potatoes were in second place, but onions were in first place. Ladies and gentlemen, onions were Americans' favorite vegetable. This report is making me cry and I'm not even cutting up woke onions. And Netflix is now sex flicks and apparently we're gagging for it. (laughs) I love read that in the week and said what is this the headline in the london times we may be having less sex in real life but we're steaming it up streaming it up and steaming it up you don't want to steam it up and stream it up that could be terribly uncomfortable the the new netflix series the woman in the house across the street with a girl in the window there's a sex scene so graphic lengthy that Kristen bell the actress involved ended up apologizing to the viewer she kisses the mysterious bad boy Rex on the doorstep. This leads up to a sexual smorgasbord. <laughs> I, I mean, what is a sexual smorgasbord? Is it like a um, charcuterie board or something? Yes, you can have that. You can have all the meats you want on your charcuterie board. <laughs> I mean, there's some meats that you wouldn't want. I mean, I don't want to slap any salami on my charcuterie board. And also blue cheese. I mean, you wouldn't want a sexual smorgasbord with blue cheese. That could get a little bit stinky. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely do not want that. Uh, 
build back better, oven ready, uh, coitus uh, uninterruptus. Now, where can I get and fit the Latin phrase coitus uninterruptus into my daily life? I think I definitely need to do that. There seems to be a growing danger of Netflix. Uh, the comedy drama Sex Education, a fourth series in the works, began with a ceiling shaking bang. We're not talking. Uh, we're not talking bombs here. But has Netflix become sex flicks? It's always been quite sexy, but it does feel like there's a lot more sex on it now. Just look at the names of the shows. Says Jennifer Gunasales a sociologist from the author of From Madness to Mindfulness, Reinventing Sex for Women. Netflix is blunt with always using sex in a way of getting people's attention. We're already building in this direction of more sexual content in our regular viewing. All the generations are more used to porn, especially the young. Watching sex on the screen has become normalized. And of course, they have the BBC's normal people. So anyway, what do the Times think? Is there too much sex on TV? You know, They've got a little poll going here uh, I'm going to answer it and yes no 55% of people say there's not enough uh, sex on TV 45% says that there's too much sex on TV um, even kissing somebody has become more dangerous apparently I don't think we're talking like you know a peck on the cheek or anything along those lines it just seems like people want to watch it but not do it. From sex to cricket, I mean, there has to be a link between the two. There is a strong link between the 22 yards of a cricket wicket and sex. And we're not talking grassy wickets or shaved wickets or anything like that. Yeah, we're not going down that whole avenue here. But the other day, I found that I found the perfect show to teach my girlfriend cricket. Now, years ago, I, um, I taught my Japanese friend Shugi how cricket worked and he became obsessed with the game absolutely loves it I mean watches it religiously now probably more than me probably enjoys cricket more than me I mean last time I caught up with him a long time ago he was still talking cricket and loved the stats behind it now I don't think I'm going to get anybody any partner in my life uh, to enjoy cricket and the stats behind it particularly but all creatures great and small, and I highly recommend it on PBS, the Channel 5 show from the UK that is perfect, beautiful, tranquil Sunday night viewing. If you like this podcast, and I know we get a little racy at times, but if you like the tranquility of the podcast here, how it's like easing to, into a pair of old slippers and maybe sipping a beautifully reddish cup of tea. And I found out in the week the perfect color for a cup of tea is the color of He-Man's face. Or possibly Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump's probably a little bit more... No, they're both orange, aren't they? So, yes, if you look at He-Man's face, that's a perfect color for a nice, strong cup of tea. And if you like a nice, strong cup of tea on a Sunday night, watch your creatures great and small. Because the, the episode they have the other day, basically, in about five or ten minutes, explained the nuances of cricket. From the LBW laws to afternoon teas, to the various uh, types of attire that one wears. And I, I think she has a basic understanding of cricket. Now, will she ever go and watch a cricket match with me? Uh, probably not, because I don't think anybody ever in my life has <laughs> ever sat down and watched a cricket match with me, unless you're English, of course. Uh, 
But uh, yes, all creatures great and small. If you want to teach somebody the uh, rudimentary, basic rules and the ins and outs of the game, then the episode that uh, aired last week is your perfect starting point. So is chocolate really good for you? So we're going to basically put at the title of this podcast, chocolate can help you lose weight, or sort of words along those lines. Is it just wishful thinking that we just had Valentine's Day? I have a huge treasure trove, a trunk of chocolate here uh, that I'm working my way through. And, I, and it's given me the discipline to walk a little bit more. I think if I'm going to enjoy the treat of the chocolate, then I'm going to uh, you know, have to put in a few extra steps here. Uh, but also, you know, you get in the headlines, chocolate's good for you, heart healthy and able to sharpen the senior's brains. Well, I'm almost a senior. I need my brain a little bit sharper. Um, but it's, it's a sort of yes and no to this. Uh, from the Department of Nutrition of Harvard School and Public Health, the reality that the ingredients in cocoa can be healthy, uh, but a high-calorie chocolate bars aren't necessarily good. So I don't know if my Ferrero Rocher addiction or lint ball addiction is really helping matters here. Cocoa comes from the roasted cacao seeds. It's high in plant compounds called uh, cocoa flavonoids, which shown to have beneficial effects on heart disease risks as well as the blood flow to the brain. Chocolate is the candy that's made by adding sugar, milk and other ingredients to the cocoa butter. So that's not quite so good. So the darker you go, the better for you, basically. The flavonoids in cocoa, specifically three of them, are to help the cardiovascular system by lowering cholesterol, reducing inflammation and preventing blood clots. When Dr. Ding and his colleagues... What a perfect name for a science. Oh, yes, I'm just uh, thinking here and the uh, I'm just contemplating the studies here and trying to come up with a uh, solu- solution and hypothesis and ding! Oh, the ideas just come to me. Ding! The ideas just come to me. Oh, I found the solutions. Aren't I a smart scientist? But they reduce, as I said, lowering cholesterol, reducing inflammation, preventing blood clots. And they analyzed the results of 24 studies on the effects of cocoa flavonoids on heart risk. They found that the flavonoids reduced blood pressure and unhealthy LDL cholesterol, increased healthy HDL cholesterol, improved blood flow and lowered insulin resistance, a condition which the body doesn't use insulin effectively associated with type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So far, researchers have only confirmed cocoa short-term benefits on heart risk not the outcome of lowering those risks in other words cocoa flavonoids may counteract the high blood pressure high cholesterol other factors that contribute to a heart attack but whether they actually prevent from one from actually happening isn't known yet in terms of the actual direct heart attack prevention yeah so i mean if you're just about if you've got like severe heart pains and, a, and you're you know your heart's beating out of your chest it's probably not best to pop a limp ball in your mouth. Don't think it's going to help matters. Probably should call a doctor or take an aspirin or something along those lines. But yes, chocolate is good for you. Chocolate can help you get slimmer. Chocolate can help your heart. But people, you're looking at the cacao in the beans. Yes, the cacao in the beans. And sadly, the cacao in the beans often tastes like cacao.
And in other news, Roddy the Porker escapes from the allotment and wanders into a nearby working men's club in County Durham. A pig made friends at a working men's club after escaping from his allotment and wandering into the local pub. The pet pig made its way into Easington Colliery Club in County Durham. Oh, boy, Gumbel, that, that's, that's a big old park. I haven't seen one of those guys. Oh, that'll be a lovely bit of bacon there. That'll be absolutely fantastic there. Oh, look at the size of those troughs. After 10 p.m., yes, 10 p.m., that's, that's, that's a porker curfew. You're not, porkers aren't meant to be leaving after 10 p.m. After approaching all the customers for a stroke, the, uh, that's what happens if you eat too much pork, you get a stroke. There we go, it's a warning. It's believed to be called Roddy and was lured outside with cheese and onion crisps. Oh, I know what to do, right? They're all okay, Eli. You just give that porker a, a, a delicious cheese and onion crisp. We can lay it outside and then take it back and get that pig back into its pork. Yes, Roddy the porker. The bar stewardess Kaylee Parkin said, I'll live on premises, so I was upstairs and the bar staff phoned me. I'm sorry to disturb you, there's a pig in the bar. They told me they'd be running around the bar and trying to get strokes from everybody. It's a very affectionate porker, as all pigs are. They are very emotional creatures. They got some crisps from behind the bar and lured him outside with them, cheese and onion. We've got a garden down the bottom of the big fence, so we kept him in there. I put it on Facebook, and somebody said they knew the owner, and they came and picked him up in 15 minutes. Hopefully they, hopefully they didn't bring the mini. Because I don't know how many how many uh, big old sows can you fit into a mini. Well, you never know. That might be uh, Norwich on a Saturday night. Everybody was laughing about it as a bit of entertainment, Kaylee said. Well, they got the pig back in to the proverbial poke. Yes, the news article of on the week is probably from the Sunday Sport. I had sex with a scotch egg. Well, <laughs> there's... I don't think we really want to delve... We don't want to get our hands into this story, so to speak. It could come up a little bit messy. Uh, but the big questions are, was it a firm or was it a runny yolk? And what sort of uh, sausage meat was uh, wrapped around the yolker? From our very good friends at Very British Problems Official, uh, <laughs> this is the classic one for uh, basically Storm Eunice here. A Brit, almost horizontal, Due to the gale, with leaves, twigs and litter smashing into their face. Umbrella inside out, eyebrows blown clean from their head, and half-closed eyes watering of tears, fiercely whipped away by the gust, is unable to resist uttering, Bit windy! There's a very interesting article by Jeff Yang. Here's why your shoes will be staying the hell out of my house. Wall Street Journal essay also published in The Guardian, uh, basically uh, talked about keeping shoes on, left him aghast. His auntie Chimei said, when you walk into my house wearing shoes, you're indeed walking across my heart. So here's the thing Jeff says, in Asia, many parts of the civilized world, there's social customs that are focused on preserving the health, comfort and safety of the people around them. Some of these customs require a little bit of personal sacrifice, like swapping your street shoes for some Hello Kitty slides when you come inside. Or, or maybe wearing a simple face mask to prevent your mucil spray spattering everybody in a 10-foot radius when you cough or sneeze. I guess it's hardly surprising that the nation that can't get people to stomp into the house with shoes on can also can't get half its population to mask up during a pandemic killing nearly a million Americans. 
That's because the bare faces feel the same way about those masks that they do about their shoes. Their convenience is more important than the rights or safety in the choice not to wear masks or to wear shoes. Is freedom granted them by God or nature or guns or something? Their footsies are their choice. So here's the com compromise Jeff comes up with. You can wear shoes in my house as long as you take off your socks and put them in your mouth. It may make it a little hard to talk. Your stocks might be a little moist and smelly, but it's scientific fact that there's actually more bacteria in your mouth than on your feet. I say, welcome to Trump or trombone, goddammit. Corky Loving Queen launches luxury cologne for dogs to smell like fresh coastal walks. The Queen has launched a luxury perfume for stinky dogs and promises that'll make them smell like a good brisk coastal walk her majesty's new canine fragrance named happy hounds dog cologne is on sale at the visitor gift shop at the royal sandring estate cost nine pounds 99 pence the see-through 20 milliliter bottle is emblazoned with the crown symbol which features handy spray top nozzle for spritzing over freshly washed dogs happy hounds was concocted by perfume maker north norfolk living an artisan firm located near the large estate who specializes in high-end bath oils perfumes described as coaster walks and a rich musky scent with citrus notes of bergamot yes well i hope the coaster walk fragrance is sewage free without the lingering smell of dead fish and a catholic priest has resigned after realizing that he's been using the wrong words during baptisms leaving thousands of babies technically unbaptized According to the Diocese of Phoenix, Reverend Andres Arango has said, We baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit during thousands of baptisms. The correct phrasing is in the Vatican is, I baptize you, not we baptize you. All the incorrect baptisms, which number in their thousands, will have to be redone because of the one-word mistake. The Diocese of Phoenix, Arizona, said we're saddened to announce that some difficult information regarding baptism performed by Reverend Andre Arango, a priest of the Diocese of Phoenix, has also been a member of the Udis religious community. After careful study, it's been determined that the words uh, that uh, Andres used for the sacrament of baptism has been incorrect in all of the baptisms he performed until June the 17th. 2021 are presumed invalid any baptism performed by andres from june the 20 june the 17th 2021 are presumed valid and will not need to be repeated and in this case it's father son and holy shit oh wondrous having you here marvelous lovely lovely to have you lovely to see you thank you for coming thank you for joining me in the congregation of keep calm and cauliflower cheese you've been perfect unison today and uh, been marvelous time, and hope you have a lovely shot weekend. So, so keep coming, cauliflower cheese. Episode one sixty five. Like and subscribe where you can, and listen across all the different platforms. If you like audio, if you basically like me giving a sermon without any uh, choir music or chamber music between, then you can listen to Apple Podcasts. You can listen to Spotify. There's an audio version. Slacker Breaker. Also Pandora, iHeartRadio, Audible, Catacomb. All you can hear is Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Your support has been wonderful. And as I said, the title of this podcast is Chocolate Will Make You Slim. And you know, you know the hidden agenda here. Going to go viral. All those chocoholics listening who don't really want to exercise but want to eat chocolate and make themselves slim yes have a nibble have a lick of chocolate and do lots of walking or more vigorous exercise if that's what you like 
Today, on the Musical Emporium Butler Edition on Spotify, Just a Gigolo, David Lee Roth, God Made Rock and Roll, Kiss, Ariana Grande, The Prodigy, we have some Van Morrison, Crimea River, maybe, shall I stick in some Barbra Streisand, maybe I'll do that, some Lionel Richie, Duckworth, Lewis, Method, Sweet Like Chocolate, some Black Superheroes, we have a little bit of windy music, blustery music for you who are going through a huge storm in my shoes. Some Snoop Dogg, some Black Grape as well. Coming up next, though, we have a poem. This is February, Margaret Atwood. Winter, time to eat fat and watch hockey. In the pewter mornings, the cat, a black fur sausage with yellow Houdini eyes, jumps up on the bed and tries to get onto my head. It is his way of telling whether it's not I'm dead. If I'm not, he wants to be scratched. If I am, he'll think of something. He settles on my chest, breathing his breath of burped up meat and musty sofas, purring like a washboard. Some other tomcat, not yet a capon, has been spaying our front door, declaring war. It's all about sex and territory, which are that will finish us all in the long run. Some cat owners around here should snip a few testicles if we're wise hominids were sensible would do that too or eat our young like sharks but it's love that does us in over and over again he shoots he scores and famine crouches in the bed sheets ambushing the pulsing eider down and the windchill factor hit 30 below and the pollution pours out of our chimneys to keep us warm february month of despair with skewered heart in the center i think dire thoughts and lust for french fries with a splash of vinegar cat enough of your greedy whining and your small pink bum hole off my face you're the life principle more or less so get going on a little optimism around here Get rid of death, celebrate, increase, make it be spring. I shall be back before the end of the weekend. Stay warm, stay dry, stay out of the wind, pour yourself a nice cup of tea and get a good old dunker ready for the tea. Until next time, cheerio.